This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, this month I'm ministering on the power of words. Amen? And, uh, you know, just last week we talked about that, that God creates by speaking His Word. And so really, uh, uh, my, my main text last week was Proverbs 18.21. And Proverbs 18.21 says this, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they who love it shall eat the fruit thereof. In other words, you're going to eat your words. And so, and so you're going to eat what, you know what I'm talking about here. And so you want to, you want to eat the fruit, you want to eat good fruit, uh, and, and, and speaking good words is, is um, actually uh, having good fruit in your life, and speaking bad words is bad fruit, and you want good fruit, amen? Uh, let's look at Hebrews 10, 23. And uh, let's look at this, because this is very important, because one person said Christianity is called the Great Confession. Think about that. Christianity, and what does that mean? We confess the Lordship of Jesus Christ in our lives. That's what we confess. It, it, we confess that God is our Heavenly Father. We confess that Jesus is our Lord. We confess that the Holy Spirit leads us and guides us into all truth. Amen? We confess. Jesus said this, that, uh, that we will give an account of every idle word that we speak out of our mouths. And then he also says, by our words we'll be justified, and by our words we will be condemned. And so your words will either cause you to win in life, or your words will cause you to lose in life. And I, you know what? I'm not looking at losers this morning. I'm looking at winners. Glory to God. And that's the reason why, you know, whenever the enemy tries to attack a loved one or they're going to the uh, trying to trying to take take them out uh, out of here. You know, you need to speak that they will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. That's scripture. And so, and that's powerful when you're speaking God's word. There's power in just speaking natural words, but there's more power in speaking God's words. So let's look at Hebrews 10, 23. This is really an awesome verse. And uh, it says here, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. For he is faithful that promise. Amen. So, so he's, uh, so the apostle uh, Paul is saying here that to hold fast to the profession of our faith. And that word profession is what we profess or what we confess. So another translation would be hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering. This is amplified. For he who promised is reliable and trustworthy and faithful to his word. So, so if the Apostle Paul is instructing us as the church the, to hold fast to our confession then that means that there is an enemy that wants us to let go of it. There's an enemy out here that wants to try to discourage us and to get us to let go of what? Of, of the promises of God's word. Amen. And, and God's word is, is powerful. And I don't think people really understand the power of God's word. Um, in Hebrews, it talks about that God's word is powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing soul and spirit, marrow and bone, judging the very intents of the heart. Of the heart. So the word of God is more powerful uh, than anything else um, that's on this planet. Amen? And, it, and what the word of God did for us is it translated us out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's light. So you're not in the kingdom of darkness anymore. That's the reason why sin and death has no ability to overtake you. Uh, what I mean by sin and death, I'm, I mean by death, I mean that sickness has no power. Yeah, it may try to knock on your door, but you need to tell it where to go. Amen. And so, so here, uh, it says here, I like what it says in Jeremiah 1.12. It says, the Lord said to me, you have seen well, for I am watching over my word to perform it. And so God actually watches over his word to perform it. 
So when we line our words up with God's word, God's going to make sure that word will come to pass. Now, the enemy's going to come and he's going to try to get us to doubt. He's going to try to get us to look at circumstances. The enemy's going to try to get us to look at what it looks like. Amen. What it feels like. You know, uh, if we went by what it looks like or what we feel like, I'm telling you, we would, some of us wouldn't even get out of bed in the morning. You know what I'm saying? I worked out this week and I, I'm, you know, I'm excited that I was able to push through and I did six workouts this week. Amen. One for every day. Amen. And you know what? About three of those workouts, uh, I didn't feel like working out. I was driving like, do I really want to do this? <laughs> do I, do I, I, got, I got something else better to do. And I really didn't want to go. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I didn't feel like doing it. I didn't have a feeling. Oh, man, I'm excited about working out, you know. No, but I had to push. I sat in my car. I read some more scriptures. I'm, you know, before I get in there, I read scriptures. And um, I exercise my spirit before I exercise my body. And uh, I confess some scriptures before I go. And I always do that. That's part of my routine. And my, my wife has always asked me, what's taking you so long at the gym? I said, well, I have a routine. I, I confess scriptures before I get in there. And... Um, and so anyway, but, but I'm telling you, I push through. And sometimes you just got to push through. Amen. I think Paul talks about that, that we're supposed to be living this life. Uh, I, I, I did say one time we're, we, we're supposed to li- uh, live a lay down life, which means we're laying down our lives for Christ. But we need to also live the press through life. Amen. What does that mean? Well, Paul says we need to press through. We, we, he says, I keep pressing to that mark. We, we got to press through. I mean, I mean, there is a gravitational force that will try to keep us back from accomplishing all that God wants us to accomplish. There, the enemy is trying to do everything he can. Because, you know, in this world, it's just negative. Amen. Amen. You ever watch the, uh, the news or, I mean, you watch the news, it's all negative. <laughs> uh, then you watch the commercials and they prepare you for disease. Amen, because they tell you about every drug out there that you need to take. And then they give you the disclaimer on the drug. If you do take it, you might commit suicide. You might kill yourself. You know, all this, all these. And like, why even take the drug? (laughs) Have you ever, have you ever, they say it real fast at the end. You know, it might cause depression. It might cause you to jump off a cliff. It might cause it, and it says it real quick at the end. But take it. It may work for you. You know what I'm saying? But listen, you can take the word of God and the word of God has no side effects. Amen. Amen. It doesn't have any side effects. It's going to hurt you. It has all benefits. So the devil is coming and he's coming to each one of us. He's going to knock on our doors, but we're not going to open that door for him. Amen. Uh, First Peter five and eight and nine says this way. Be sober. Be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. So we see here that the devil's out here and he's and, you know, you know, once you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, Savior, you are a target for the devil and he's going to come and he's going to try to test you and try you and see if you're going to hold on to the word of God or see if you're going to let go. That's why we have to hold fast to the word. What Paul was saying, Uh, it says here in Mark 415, it says uh, this is Jesus speaking. He says, these are ones by the wayside where the word is sown. And when they hear Satan comes immediately And takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. This is talking about the first soil. uh, Talking about the parable uh, of the sower. And this is the first soil. In other words, uh, the most important thing that we possess other than our salvation in Jesus Christ is the word of God. And so what is the devil after? He's after the word of God in your heart. He's after your faith. And if the devil can take you down um, by getting, he, he can take you down by getting the word out of you. Amen. So that's the reason why you got to stay in the word. Now, why, why should we confess the word of God? And I, I, I think 
you know, I, I talk to different Christians. Sometimes I talk to people going through stuff. And, you know, I, 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 I probably sound like a broken record, but I, I normally instruct them that, are you reading your Bible when they're down and depressed? Are you speaking the word? Are you worshiping God? These are just simple things that we talk about all the time. But I find out that some of these people aren't doing those things. They're not worshiping God. They're not praising God. You know, I get up every morning and, be, and I need to spend time with God in the morning. And because I know that the enemy is going to try to set my day up and he's going to try to get me to fall in some area of my life. Are oh, you hear what I'm saying today? And so I have to fortify myself with the word of God. I have to, I have to praise. I have to worship. I, I like what one minister, I think it was Joyce Meyer, that actually said, she said, if she doesn't spend time every day in God's word, she said the devil would kill her. Well, re- really what would kill her would be stress. Amen. Because when you, when, the more responsibility you have, the, the, the more things, that, the more things that are on your plate. Uh, can somebody say Stressville. But you know what? I like what the Bible says. The Bible says, you know, even though we may be dealing with a lot of stuff, the Bible says that his yoke is easy. Right. And his burdens are light. Somebody say, I believe that. His somebody say his yoke is easy and his burdens are light. Amen. In other words, it's easy in God. And somebody say the grace is working. Amen. In other words, the grace is working and the grace is activated by us speaking the promises of God's word. Amen. That's when we activate God's grace in our lives. So, number one, uh, the reason why as Christians we should speak the word or confess the word is confessing the word of God causes faith to come to us. It causes faith to come to us. Uh, we, we, we're, we're dead in the water unless we have faith. Faith is the, is, is the key that opens the door of grace in each one of our lives. Jesus said this way, uh, or the word of God says it this way. It's impossible to please God without faith. Uh, another, another scripture about faith is the just shall live by faith. Listen, if you're going through a problem today, if you're going through an issue, it's, it's a faith test. And you're going to pass it. You're going to pass that faith test no matter what it looks like. Because I'm going to say this, that, that see, the word of God is eternal. And, and the eternal word of God, it's of the spirit. And it will change the natural things in our lives. In other words, the, the spirit takes precedence over the natural. And so, so what I'm saying to you today is whatever you're dealing with today, whatever problem, it's subject to change. Somebody say it's subject to change. Somebody say my financial situation is subject to change. Hallelujah. Amen. My body is subject to change. Amen. Glory to God for the better. You know, we're all going to get a glorified body pretty soon. It's subject to change. Glory to God. And so here, uh, Romans 10, 17 says it this way. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So faith comes by hearing. You know, I I, I say this uh, quite often. As Christians, we leak. In other words, you know, the Bible says that we need to be, we need to get refilled with the spirit. Amen. In other words, if we got to get refilled, that means that we can lose some filling. In other words, we can leak. In other words, uh, the issues and the problems of life can can uh, get us depressed and, and and cause us to look at those things. And what it is, the anointing can leak out of us. That's why when we come together on Sunday mornings and, and you're here, you're here to get built up in faith because, uh, because you need to be fortified for the week to come, glory to God. And so faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Um, and you could say this, fear comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the devil. Amen. So, so faith and fear are in the same plane. Fear is believing something 
And faith is believing something. Faith is believing God's word, God's promises, what he says. But fear is believing the circumstances, what's the report of what people are saying. But listen, we don't side on the fear side. We side on the faith side. Uh, I like this, what it says in Joshua 1.8. It says the book of the law. I love this, Joshua 1.8. Now, now, God gave this to Joshua as a prescription for success. And Joshua was an untrained leader. He, he was raised up under Moses. And Moses died. And so now the, the Lord is giving Joshua some instructions here. And he says to Joshua, to be successful, he says, The book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Think about that. The book of the law shall not depart, not out of your eyes, not only out of your ears, but shall not depart out of your mouth. But thou shalt meditate there day and night, and thou mayest observe to do according to all that's written in therein, uh, written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. This is interesting because uh, what he's saying is that the word of God will bring success into our lives. the, The word of God will cause us to be successful parents. The word of God will cause, that was a weak amen. The word of God will cause us to be successful at our jobs. The word of God will cause us to be successful in our relationships. The word of God will cause us to succeed when others fail. And so right here he says, do not let the word of God depart out of your mouth. Glory to God. So, so we have uh, power, amen. And, and that power uh, of God's word will even keep us from sinning. Amen. You believe that today? I love what it says in Psalms 119.11. Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. So when we hide God's word in our heart, it will keep us from going against God. Amen. Amen. And so I love that. The word of God will give us direction in our life. Psalms 119, 105. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And so God's word will actually give us direction in our lives. That's why you were directed this morning to come to church. You were directed to, to, to fellowship with the body of believers. You are, you are the triumphant church. You're not going to allow, uh, you know, fear to govern you. Amen. Say, I don't allow, I don't allow fear, fear to govern me. Amen. Amen. And so, number two, the reason why we confess God's word is because um, <clears throat> it's a way for us to sow seed into the kingdom of God. So your word, is, the word that we, that we sow or speak, and especially God's word, it, it's likened to seed. And so seed has the power to produce. An acorn has the power to produce an oak tree. That acorn is small. It looks insignificant. It doesn't look like it has that. But it, can, it has the power within it to create a giant oak tree. Think about that. And so the word of God has the power in it to accomplish whatever it says it can do. God has placed that in his word. And so when we're speaking his word, we're actually sowing seed into the kingdom of God. Look at Luke 17, 6. It says, and the Lord said, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might say unto this sycamine tree, be thou plucked up by the root. And be thou planted in the sea, and it should be and should obey you. So he's saying here, uh, he, this is Jesus speaking in Luke seventeen six. He's saying, if you have faith as a seed, as a mustard seed faith. In other words, if you, see the word of God will produce faith, and that faith in our hearts will cause us to speak out. And when we speak out the, those things that you know, when we understand what the word of God says, and we understand God's will, you know. And we read God's word and we understand God's will, that his will is for us to live an abundant life. And so we understand that, that it's God's will for us to live life and life abundantly. And it's the devil's will to steal, kill and destroy. And so whenever something's coming against us, 
uh, that's trying to steal, kill, and destroy, well, that gives us the power to command that thing to get out of our lives. Amen. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And so the sycamine tree is whatever is coming against us. It could, it could be poverty. It could be depression. It could be anything that's trying to steal from us. And so we have the power to, because, you know, the Bible says this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us grumble and complain about it. it the Bible doesn't say that. The Bible says that this is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be sad in it. No, it doesn't say that either. We shall, be rejo- we shall rejoice and be what? Glad. Don't be waking up. Oh, another day. Oh, God. Another day. No, rejoice and be glad in it. Why? Because you got purpose. You are, the, you are children of light. Glory to God. You're not the children of darkness. Amen. You're praisers and not complainers. Amen. I'm speaking by faith. Amen. You're praisers. Say, I'm a praiser and not a complainer. Amen. And so if you have a mustard seed faith, you can speak to those things and you command it to leave in Jesus' name. The the sycamine tree. If you're sick of, uh, I'm sick of mine, so you got to be sick of yours. Amen. So you got to get rid of that sick of mine tree uh, mentality that keeps attacking you. Uh, so so what, what do I do when something's attacking me? Well, say, say, for instance, if, if you're being attacked in your mind with depression. Amen. Anybody ever get depressed out here? Don't raise your hand. We'll probably have half the congregation. Amen. Uh, every once in a while, we get, we get attacked. Every once in a while, oppression will try try to come our way. Once in a while, that the enemy will try to get us to look at things that aren't working and get us discouraged. Have you ever been discouraged? What does that mean is that that the enemy is trying to take the courage out of us. He doesn't want us to be of good courage. He wants us to be, the devil wants us to be discouraged. But the Bible says we need to be encouraged. Why? Because the greater one is with us. We got to believe that. Say, I believe that. And so whenever anxiety is attacking my mind or, or fear, uh, I, will, I will say this. I will speak to it. I will say, fear, I command you to leave me now in Jesus' name. You have to speak to those things. You don't say this. I don't know why I'm so depressed today. I don't know why I'm so down today. Uh, you know, don't, don't talk about, you know, oh, how do you feel? Oh, I feel like, uh, man, I feel like uh, uh, bad, really bad, very low. No, 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 no. You don't go by your feelings. You go by faith. Amen. And so we don't we don't focus on our feelings. We focus on faith. So we speak to whatever is ailing us and we command it to go. Then we follow up with the word of God. See, I would say I would say. Uh, fear, lead me in Jesus' name. For it is written, God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a power and love and a sound mind. Well, pastor, I don't know that scripture. You need, to, you need to know that scripture. I don't have any scriptures memorized. Why don't you? Because I don't read my Bible. I just come just on Sunday mornings to hear you preach. No, listen, you better have some word. You better have some, you better have some, listen, it's like you, it's like me giving you a gun, but you have no bullets. You know, you have a gun and the gun can do everything it needs to do to protect you. But if you have no bullets, you can't do nothing but throw it at the person. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? But see, listen, when you are, when you have the word of God and you have meditated on the word of God, God has not given me a spirit of fear, but he has given me a spirit of power. Love and a sound mind. And you start confessing that glory to God. God has not given me the spirit of fear, but a power. Love. I have a spirit of power, love and a sound mind. You're going to start believing that. Amen. Amen. And there's power in the word to activate that truth in your system. I'm going to say it again. There's power in the word that will activate the truth in your system. Uh, see, I, 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 there was a pain that hit my foot the other day. And, you know. And sometimes I have to fight through that. And I said, pain in the name of Jesus, go. And you know what? It went. <laughs> and I'm like, 
praise God it worked. You know? And because uh, sometimes, you know, you got to you got to keep standing. Sometimes it doesn't work automatically. Sometimes it, 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 the process may be a process. And so, so there's a, sometimes there's a process. Even Jesus, when he prayed for people, the, the, the narrator would say, as they went, they were healed. So there is a process. Oh, pastor, did you have to say process? I'm a microwave man. I'm a fast food guy. I want it now. Yeah, we all want it now. But a lot of times it's a process. Somebody say process. In receiving what God has for us. Say a process. So, so what I, when pain hits me, and so uh, I would say, I command you pain to leave me in Jesus' name. Always invoke the name of Jesus. Amen. Why? Because every knee shall bow, every tongue confess in heaven, on earth, and under the earth that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God. Amen. In other words, that pain has to bow to the name of Jesus. There, there's no, that, that's the most powerful name in the universe. And when you invoke the name of Jesus, you're throwing the entire Bible at the devil. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so we want to make sure that we we're invoking the name of Jesus. when We are commanding uh, the sycamine trees to get out of our lives. Amen. And so, so really, uh, then I follow up for it is written. Jesus has borne my sicknesses. And carried my pains. Amen. So, 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 so we command the pain to leave. Then we follow up with the word of God. Amen. And so when we do, instead of, instead of Googling what we have. Instead of figuring out what could this be. <laughs> what, what's attacking us? You know, uh, I got these issues right here. What, what does Google come up with? Well, you got the plague that's going to destroy your life. You know, you know. You know, you come out, oh, God, help me, Jesus. And now you just invoked some fear in your life. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Well, you could have this. You know, even doctors don't know what you might have at times. They're just guessing. That's why the Bible, that's why the doc, that's why it says they're practicing. They're, they practice. They're not 100% sure. They're just kind of going with a list. Well, it looks like this, but it could be that. So let's just throw some medicine at you and hopefully it'll work. You know what I'm talking about? Sometimes they do that. You know, I'm not against doctors. Thank God for them. I'm alive because of them. Amen. But, uh, but you know, you need to have more faith in the word of God than in doctors. Amen. You need to have more faith in, in the word of God than medication. Amen. Thank God for medication, but, but God's the healer. Amen. Amen. I'm not against it. Thank God for it. It's helping us. But thank God. But don't lean on it. You need to have more faith in God than even the food you eat. That's why you want to pray over your food. Amen. Bless it. Even the good food, even the healthy food that you might. Well, I, I'm all I'm, I'm doing keto and I'm not eating this. And, you know, it's all organic. Yeah. You, hopefully it's all organic. <laughs> it's what they say on the label. Hopefully it's right. But but don't put your faith in the organic. Put your faith in God's word. Amen. And I, I, is that good or what? So anyway, so, so we must do that. So, so, so uh, the second key is, is, is that the word is sowing seed into the kingdom of God. And the most powerful uh, uh, parable that, that Jesus talked about was the parable of the sower. And so he actually says that the sower went and sowed seed. And they were in an agricultural uh, society where they, they were farmers and they would sow and they would plant and so he was bringing it down to their level. And it says in, it says in Mark 4, 14, the sower sows the word. And then Luke 8, 11, it says, now this parable is this. The seed is the word of God. So we see here that, um, that, that the, the word of God is the seed that Jesus is talking about. And so the, the seed uh, will produce fruit in our lives, you know. Jesus said, I came that you may bear fruit and that your fruit shall remain. How are you going to bear fruit in God? By receiving God's word, by living by God's word, by speaking God's word. Amen. In Matthew 13, uh, 23, it says it says this way. But he that receives seed into the good ground is he that hears the word and understands it, which also bears fruit. And brings forth some hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. 
Amen. So it says here that we receive the word of God in good ground. Amen. Say good ground. ground. Amen. So 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 here's some stipulations in receiving the word of God. Uh, It it says in Luke 8, 15, it says, but that on the good ground are they which is an honest and good heart has heard the word, keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. Now, just like I was just talking just earlier, it's going to be a process for us to receive the fullness of what God has for us. Amen. It's not just going to happen overnight. Amen. We're not going to be faith giants overnight. Amen. It's going to be a process for us to walk in this. And it's, we're, it, it's called proven time. But I love this, that the prerequisite is that, of course, when we receive Christ uh, to receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we have to have a heart that, that's, um, uh, that's, that's humble. Amen. That's willing to listen. That's honest and of a good heart. But to keep receiving God's word, even as a Christian, we got to still remain honest and have a good heart. We can't start turning to crookedness. We can't start walking in the darkness. Because when we start walking in the darkness as, as, as children of light, it will shut down the truth of God's word and it will cause confusion to come into our lives. And we got to be very careful that we're not dabbling in the darkness as children of light. Because it will shut down the truth of God's word and it will cause God's word to be confused in our lives. And if the word of God gets confusing in our lives, we may just give up on it. And you don't want to give up on the word of God. So we must maintain an honest and good heart. And it says here, keep it which means that we hold on to the word. We don't let the enemy pull it from us. And it says, and it will bring forth fruit with patience. So that's the process. Somebody say the process. So God's word will produce. I love that. Mark 4, 26 to 32 says this way. And he said, so is the kingdom of God. And if a man should cast seed into the ground and should sleep, and rise night and day, and the seed should spring up and grow up, and he knows not how. I love that. In other words, you might be reading the Bible, and you might not realize, you may think, ah, I'm reading the Bible, but I'm forgetting what I just read five minutes after I read it. <laughs> what good is that? You know, you might think, I'm reading the Bible, and I'm putting, listen, you're putting a deposit in your heart. And when you read the Bible, even though you may not remember exactly what you read, you know, Psalms and Proverbs, there's something really what you should do is read until something pops up off the page so you can have something to meditate on all day. Because the Holy Spirit wants to give you something to think about. And so it's more than just reading a bunch of chapters. It's getting something from the word of God so God so God can have something for you to think about and meditate on during the day so it will fortify you. So it says here that the kingdom of God is like a, a man casting seed in the ground and if he, and he should sleep and rise night and day and the seed should spring up and grow and he knows not how. For the earth brings forth fruit of itself. First the blade, then the ear, after that the full, full corn in the ear. But when the fruit is brought forth, immediately he puts the sickle because the harvest has come. I'm going to say this. The way the word of God works is the, when you meditate on the word of God and you read it over and over again, pretty soon what happens is God reveals truth. And when that truth comes, I call it the aha moment. Then that's when you're walking in uh, the blessing of that promise. That's when you start really believing that God's word is true. That's when you when you start reading Romans 10, you know, 9 and 10, that if I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus died on the cross and was raised and that I shall be saved for whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And see, you you spoke that that scripture out. You ask God in your heart and then a week later you, you end up failing or missing God or doing something wrong. And the devil will say, see, you're not really saved. No, 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 you got to get a revelation that you are saved because you're confessed Jesus as your Lord. And the Bible says you not you might maybe, but you will be saved. And so you got to get a revelation that you are saved and that you are a new creation in Christ. Old things are passed away and all things have become new. Amen. And just because you missed the mark, 
Just because you slip and you fall every once in a while does not make you a sinner. It makes you a saint that falls every once in a while. But you, what you do is you confess your sin. Amen. And, and he is justified to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And, the, and I love this about every morning because God's mercies are renewed every morning. Amen. And, that, and when we miss it, that's when we come boldly into the throne of grace to obtain mercy in time of need. Why can we come boldly? Because Jesus paid the price for us. He walked it out for us. Jesus is our righteousness. And it's Jesus' righteousness that's imputed to us. And that's why we're righteous. Because of the blood. Amen. And so we got to get a revelation of that. And the more we meditate on this, we will become more like what God wants us to be. Children of light. I love this where it says in Matthew 13, 31, 32, another parable put forth unto them saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in the field, which indeed is the least of all seeds. But when it's grown, it is the greatest among herbs and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come enlarge in the branches thereof. So what is Jesus saying? Jesus is saying that the word of God has the potential not only to cause your, to clean your life up, to get you in a place where all the problems are dissipating in your life, to bring you on top of the mountain, out of the valley, but it has the power to cause you to walk in such a blessings that other people will want to come near you and hear about the wisdom that you're walking in. In other words, you, you may be in debt, you may be uh, sick, dealing with sickness, you may be dealing with issues, but when you get into the Word of God and it brings you out of these issues, people with the problems are going to come and say, ask you, how are you walking in victory? How are you doing when everybody else is, is falling? How are you walking? In the, and, and you're going to have so much work, you're going to be able to bring them into the place where you're at. That's where God is bringing us to. Yes, you don't don't despise the problems. Amen. No, the problems is opportunities for our faith to be activated so we can walk above those problems and not under the problems. It's it's testing time. Number three, the reason why we confess the word of God, it renews our mind. I'm telling you, our minds need to be renewed. In Romans 12, 1 and 2, it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That you may prove what is the good, acceptable and perfect will of God. You know, God's perfect will is days like heaven on earth. Didn't Jesus say, pray like it would be down here, like it would be in heaven? And God wants us to have days like heaven on earth. In other words, we're not supposed to be dealing with hellish days. Yeah, you know, hell will try to come against us, but we're above hell, glory to God. Amen. We're seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, and, and no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Amen. So we, we confess the word of God to renew our minds because, you know, we need our minds renewed. Amen. Amen. And, and so we have to constantly wash our minds with the word of God. In other words, we all take baths and uh, we do, don't we? Amen. And showers, glory to God. And so you got to take a shower. You know, I, I take one. Sometimes I take one twice a day because I go to the gym and uh, and we got it. We, we, we need we need a bathe. Amen. If you don't bathe, I, I know my brother went out uh, one time um, uh, on a uh, excursion, uh, uh, I guess, uh, what, camping. And he didn't, he didn't bathe for three or four days and nobody wanted to be around him when he got home. <laughs> Amen. Why? Because you don't, you're out there in the wilderness and you're, you're not bathing. You're going to, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Amen. And so we got to be the same thing with our minds. Our minds have to be renewed and washed with the word of God. We, in other words, our attitudes. Yes, yes, yes. Can somebody say attitude? attitude. Because the enemy is always working on our attitude. Yes, yes, yes. Are you hear what I'm saying? What? Trying to get us to have a stinking attitude. Yes, Man, no, no, we got to have a grateful attitude. 
And when we have a grateful attitude, it expands the capacity for God's blessings to be in our life. Amen. In John 6, 63, I love this. Uh, Jesus is speaking. He says, it is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and life. So see, the word of God here, uh, when, when meditated on uh, and, and thought about, it, it, it's actually, it's more than just letters, you know, written on pages. It, 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 there's spirit life in the word of God. And that spirit life will, it will infuse us with that. His word will infuse us with life. Glory to God. And it will cause us to walk above all the problems of this life. You believe that today? And I love that. And, and the word of God, it actually, it, it will cause healing to our souls and healing to our bodies. I remember that, um, that this lady uh, uh, that used to attend our church, she's, she's in heaven now. And... Um, uh, Norma Fowler, and she got cancer. And uh, she, she got cancer. She was in her 70s. And they, they did uh, exploratory surgery on her. And they found out that cancer was all her, her body. They closed her up and said, nothing we can do. You got about three months. And so she said, okay. So, uh, and so what she did was she, she had peace. She took the promises of God's word and started confessing them over herself. And you know what? Uh, that cancer uh, went in remission. She, she lived years and years and years after that. Why? Because the word of God has power. And, and then she took these scriptures and there was a person that was having problems with their mind. And, and the Holy Spirit said, give them those scriptures and it will set them straight. In other words, if you're dealing with fear and issues with your mind, the word of God will set you free. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? It will set you free, put you in peace, get you some joy. Hallelujah. Amen. Joy, Jesus on you. Amen. And so Proverbs 4, 20, 24 says this way. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my saying. So when we approach God's word, we want to attend to his word. Incline our ear to his sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. This is Proverbs 4, 20 through 24. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them, and they are health to some of their flesh. So the word of God will produce health to your flesh. Amen. I've heard stories of, uh, of scriptures. Uh, Brother Hagen has, has one, a CD. Of, of He just reads scriptures, and, and it's healing scriptures. Um, and so uh, people would be listening to these scriptures in the hospital and they would get healed just listening to word on a CD. Think about that. I've heard I've heard testimonies of the power of God's word. It has the power to knock out anything that will try to hinder our lives. Amen. Number four, confessing God's word on a continual basis keeps the answer before us. See, listen, uh, unfortunately, we all have flesh. And unfortunately, what happens is because we have senses, you know, we can see, feel, touch, taste. We have the senses. We tend to evaluate everything through our five senses. And so we make decisions based on what it looks like, how we feel, all these things. But the Bible says that we need to live by a higher sense. The Bible says we need to live by the sixth sense, faith. And so we need to live by that sense. In other words, God's word is greater than our feelings, uh, the symptoms or whatever is attacking our bodies. Amen. So so we have to uh, when we keep the promise of God's word instead of the negative in front of us, it will cause faith to rise up. It causes hope to rise up. And hope is a earnest expectation of good to come you got to believe, no matter what it looks like, no matter what the enemy is trying to do in your equation, that God's going to bring some good out of the evil. Amen. you got to believe that. Say, I believe that. I believe Whatever the enemy means for harm, God will turn for good. Why? Because, because God will work out all things for good to those that love him and called according to his purposes. So, Amen. So we need to be very careful that we're not speaking the negative in our life. And it's easier to speak negative than positive. And in Corinthians 10, 6 and 10, 
uh, I think it's 1 Corinthians, it says out, it says this, this is the Apostle Paul talking, and he's, he's exhorting us to be careful about what the Israelites did in the wilderness. And he says, now these things became examples to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted, and do not become idolaters as were some of them, as written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play, nor let us commit sexual immorality, and some of them did, and in one day 23,000 fell dead. Nor let us tempt Christ, as some of them also tempted, and also were destroyed by serpents. Nor complain, as some of them complained, and was destroyed of the destroyer. So we see here, there's some, uh, you know, the Apostle Paul is talking about some of the things that the Israelites did, the first generation, that they, they died in the wilderness. Because they were doing some of these things. And Paul says, be very careful about, you know, uh, uh, being an idolater. Be very careful about sexual immorality. Be very careful uh, uh, about even complaining. Amen. And so, so, so we need to be, be very careful that we're not speaking uh, the problems, but we're speaking the promise. And sometimes we can get into a place where all we're praying is the problem. And you need to stop, Lord, you see my problem. You see, I'm, I don't have this. I don't have that. You see this pain in my body. Lord, uh, can you do something about it? No, 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 no. You don't, you don't pray the problem. You pray the promise. Thank you, Lord. Your word says, by your stripes, I am healed. I'm standing on your word, Lord. I'm standing on your promise. Don't keep rehearsing the problem. No, rehearse the blessing. And that, a lot of times all prayer is to some people is just telling God the problem. And that's not prayer. God knows your problem. No, no, no. You tell God the solution. Amen. In Numbers 13, 28 and 31, and I'm closing down here. In Numbers, it says here that, uh, that the people, uh, that uh, Moses was instructed by God to send out 12 spies to spy, to, to spy out the land, right? Uh, and, and God wanted them in the land uh, before the 40 years. You know, it took them 40 years to get into the land. And, 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 and God wanted them in the land within a year of them being in the wilderness, See, God wants us in our promised land a lot sooner than we think we, uh, he does. And so here uh, it said that the spies came out and the spies actually uh, said that, that uh, they were not able to overcome. They said that land looked good, but they were unable to overcome against the people. And they said because the people are stronger than them. And in Numbers 13, 30, uh, 3, it says here, we, that there we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak came from the giants and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in their sight. Think about that. They said we were grasshoppers in our sight. So we were grasshoppers in their sight. Uh, so, so they were seeing themselves as being grasshoppers. You know, they were seeing themselves as being small and they thought that that's how they saw them. How they, how the, those people in that land saw them. But we know that those people in that land did not see them that way because when Joshua went to take that fortified city, Jericho, it's, it, the, the spies got wind that everybody in Jericho was shaking in their boots about God's people. So they weren't thinking that God's people were grasshoppers. But, but as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And so you need to start thinking in your heart what the Bible says about you. You're, you're not a grasshopper. Amen. No, you don't have grasshopper faith. Glory to God. No, you have giant slaying faith. Somebody say, I'm a giant slayer. Glory to God. You have giant slaying faith. It doesn't matter the giant of, of, of uh, whatever that, that, that plague is. It's not going to touch your dwelling. Why? Because you listen, when all the plagues came down, you know, that invisible force field kept the plagues from touching the Israelites in Egypt. Glory to God. And the plague cannot come near your dwelling. Why? Because you have faith. You believe God. You're not going to shake in your boots with whatever coronavirus or corona beer or whatever is trying to come against you. Glory to God. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Glory to God. God is greater. Somebody say greater is he 
that is in me than he that is in the world. We are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. We're overcomers. We're overcoming in every area of our lives. In Jesus' name. If you believe that, say amen. Amen. Glory to God. Praise Him for that. Hallelujah. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, we honor you today. I just thank you, Father God, that you're good, you're merciful, and we know that faith activates your grace promises. And Father God, we know that believing you is the key to receiving all that you have for us. And Father, I thank you for, the, for the, this congregation that came out in faith to receive a word of faith. I thank you for those that are watching online. And I thank you, Father God, oh, that you're revealing truth even to those online. And maybe there's people that have fear of the coronavirus. And we say this, if you're in Jesus, you need to fear not, glory to God. And perhaps you're out there and you've never received Jesus. You're not in the kingdom of light. You never confessed the lordship of Jesus Christ. Well, today, the Bible says is the day of salvation. This is your moment. So if you're there and you're listening and you're ready to move forward into walking in the glory of God, say this and mean it in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. I believe that you were raised from the dead for my justification. Jesus, I repent of sin and I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.